Big O' Tires is rolling out Black Friday deals now through December 8th. Get limited-time Black Friday savings on oil changes, brakes, car batteries, and more. Plus, save up to $190 on select Michelin and BF Goodrich tires when you use your Big O' Tires card. With no interest financing for 12 full months OAC. Don't miss Black Friday deals happening now through December 8th, only at Big O' Tires. For your nearest participating location, go to BigOtires.com. Happy Thanksgiving. Wanted that to be the first greeting in today's Sports Beat KC podcast presented by Big O Tires. It's Thursday, November 28th, and I'm your host, Blair Kirkhoff. We like the holiday as much as you do, and I'm speaking for me and our producer, Leah Becerra. So today's episode was produced in advance, but we think you'll enjoy it. The Royals' new owner, John Sherman, met the media on Tuesday and discussed a wide range of topics, from the current state of the team to the prospect of a downtown stadium. We're presenting the Q&A with reporters, and we hope you enjoy it. And rest assured, we'll be back soon for a thorough discussion of the new Royals owner and the organization's direction. If you want to read more about Sherman, we'll have more for you in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll be back on Friday with another episode of Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City on a daily basis. Mr. Sherman, congratulations. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations, and uh, it's all yours. Thank you, Ryan. Um, yeah, I've been in an undisclosed location for, <laughs> since late August, and although I think Lynn Worthy and Sam Mellinger found me in Arlington last week, so I <laughs> was glad to see them. Um, thanks, thanks very much for being here. Uh, it's, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to come out of hiding and, and talk about uh, the, what's what's ahead of us here, and you know, I'd I'd rather just kind of turn this over to Dayton and Mike and hear about our pitching talent coming up through the minors and other things. But I think uh, and talk about hearing them uh, how we compete for a championship on behalf of our fans. But I think um, I'm going to back up a little bit. And and first off, uh, I wish David would have called me in January because. Uh, <laughs> Um, I would have not done a couple things I did after uh, he, he, he didn't call me till a bit later than that. But um, but you know I had a great um, really had a great experience in Cleveland. It's a uh, it's a class organization, great partners, uh, really good people, uh, and was very very happy uh, in that situation. Um, in fact, last last year in spring training, and I'll talk a little bit about when David did call me, but. Um, Last year we were in Goodyear for spring training, and, and uh, spring training is such a great time, right? It's you've got you're seeing new players come up for the first time. You've got a lot of hope for the season, uh, and I love the way that uh, these camps are run like academies. You're learning new things, you're bringing in new people, and so we were we were in Goodyear um, one morning, uh, kind of meeting with our baseball apps people, talking about the future, getting ready for another uh, championship campaign. Um, and my, my phone rang, uh, in fact, I was with some of the, we've got a couple people here that are part of this group that were our partners, were partners with me in Cleveland. My phone rang, I looked down on it and it was a, uh, it was a call from Fayetteville, Arkansas. And of course, at my age, I'm a big target for these scammer robo calls and, uh, <laughs> they tend to all come from Arkansas for some reason. <laughs> and, um... Or at best, they're going to be trying to sell me a Medicare supplement at this point. But, but anyway, I, so I ignored the call. Um, 
kind of went about our business. Uh, and then later in the day, we were uh, on our way over to the stadium. In fact, I remember it well. We were playing the Brewers that day. It was a split squad, and we actually had the other half of the team over in Surprise. And uh, anyway, I noticed I had a voicemail. I listened to it. It was David Glass. And I'd been in our suite. Uh, you know, another thing great about spring training, I was in our suite, and we were just talking to Peter Gammons, which is, you know, great sports and business, uh, baseball journalist. And, uh, but anyway, I, I saw I had a message. I, and, and so the message was David Glass, very casual. John, if you get a chance, give me a call at your convenience. I didn't think a lot about it because we'd uh, developed a relationship. He didn't call me very often, but it, I, I was curious. So anyway, I called David. He said, uh, John, I want to give you a heads up. Uh, the family's decided to sell the team. Don't know if my timing's right with Cleveland. Uh, but you would be my first choice. I think you'd be great for Kansas City. And, of course, I just told you what I was doing. I was preparing with the Cleveland Indians for a championship season, so my wheel, the wheels were spinning, you know, pretty quickly. Um, so I got off the phone. I didn't go back in and talk to Peter Gammons. I actually took a walk around the stadium to think about this a little bit. Um, but, uh, anyway, long story short, uh, called David back a few days later. I told him we would try to make this work. He said, that's great news. If you try to make it work, I'll do everything in my power to make it happen for you. I had to talk to my partner in Cleveland and the commissioner. Everybody kind of coalesced around that, and we, w we went to work. Um, and these are complex transactions. It, it, this, this took a while. This call was back in, uh, it was early in spring training. I'm looking at Brooks, but, you know, we've, we've been kind of heads down on this deal for about six months now and, and you know, got it closed yesterday. Uh, but I guess a couple of things. First of all, loved, I, w I, w I really want to uh, express my appreciation for David Glass, one, for giving us this extraordinary opportunity, but also what he's done for Kansas City, uh, and not just, you know, for bringing a World Series championship back here, but for what he did helping you and Kaufman kind of navigate that transition back in the 90s, which was very, very important time. Um, so, so... Great big thanks to the David Glass and his family. I'm also very thankful for Ewan Kaufman. Julia, I, I asked Julia to come today. You're, thanks for coming. means a lot to me, Julia. But, um, but Ewan Kaufman, you know, he's a, uh, someone that uh, had some influence on me. I serve with Julia at his foundation today. Um, we st our first company actually was a finalist uh, for the Mr. K Award uh, back in the when was that, early 90s, Some, uh, yeah, early 90s, and uh, so learned a lot about his philosophy and had an impact on me, very simple. It was about how you treat people, how you reward people, and that you give back to the community. He said it a little differently, but I, I, it, I thought that's very simple. And you think about business, most, uh, we all put these mission statements on the wall and enshrine them, but you know, really, it's pretty simple. And, and I really thought that those three principles um, told me a lot about why the business was su successful. He's also gone on to, uh, you think about Mr. Kaufman, uh, maybe wouldn't have the Royals, uh, wouldn't have Kaufman Stadium, wouldn't have the foundation, wouldn't have the Kaufman Center for the Performing Arts, which is another great asset in our city. And Mrs. K's foundation. And Mrs. K's foundation, that's right. Which Julia leads, and she also leads the Kaufman Performing Arts Center, which not only is it a world-class performing arts center, it's well-managed both from an operational 
and financial standpoint, and that that's not the case around the country. So, so the, the community has continued to benefit uh, from their family's work. Um, you know, I also asked Bob Kendrick to come today. I think um, I think it's another uh, treasured asset in our community is the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. If you've ever had a chance to go over there, they tell this. It's a great story. They tell it great. Uh, while it's about baseball on one hand, it certainly it transcends baseball. And if you walk through there with, uh, I almost said walk through there with Buck, but <laughs> but if you walk through there with Bob, you kind of feel like Buck is taking a stroll with you. So um, I think that's a, a important part of our city and our baseball heritage. I think I'm right that uh, the leagues were founded uh, in in 1920. Monarchs were an in initial franchise, if they called them franchises. Uh, but so next year will be the 100th year anniversary of, uh, of professional, well, Negro Leagues baseball in Kansas City. That, there should be something to celebrate next year. Uh, talk a little bit about the ownership group. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of things I like about uh, the way this deal came together for us. Uh, the opportunity to do this in your hometown is very, very special. Uh, but, and so Brooks and I, uh, began to raise the capital for this transaction. We focused on Kansas City. The bankers uh, that do this in sports told us, you'd probably be able to raise most of it here in Kansas City, but you might have to go to New York or Chicago or somewhere else. Well, we raised it all here in Kansas City. 100% of the group either has, either uh, runs their business here, built their careers here, ra raising their family here, or they grew up here and have a connection to Kansas City and the Royals, and this was a way for them to reconnect. Um, you know, this is a, uh, maybe the historians can correct me, but I think until the uh, Nationals just won the World Series, I believe that we're, we're the only franchise from the 1969 expansion class to have won a World Series. And we've been to four, and we've won two. I mean, it, it is a proud and storied franchise. Um, in fact, George Brett, I, I had lunch with George about a week ago, a generational player, Hall of Famer. Uh, and we reminisced about that first pitch that he hit off of Goose Gossage in 1980 into the upper deck in uh, Yankee Stadium. I think I was in a bar in Westport when I watched it on some... <laughs> you couldn't have been. But uh, on some grainy television up in the... But it was... Uh, I remember that night, I was, you know, I was 25 years old, and, and uh, the horns were honking late into the night. You would have thought we won the World Series that night. And so that was, uh, and there have been a lot of special moments. Uh, and then certainly the 14 or 15 run, you know, was a lot of fun. Just, it really, and I, I think the All-Star game, it, it, I had the sense that when we had the All-Star game in, uh, was, was that 12, that kind of baseball was on the comeback here and then the Royals did it on the field. Um, you know, I'd like to, um, i just say our objectives, uh, and I'll let Mike, and after this meeting, I'm gonna let Mike and Dayton keep you updated, but uh, our objectives are to compete for a championship on behalf of our fans. Uh, I've heard both, I've heard Mike say it, and I've heard Dayton say it, uh, that we're gonna try to do it on a sustainable basis and have sustained success. Um, you know, I feel, um, 
I want to open this up for questions, but I feel in incredibly fortunate today to be sitting in this seat. Um, but I also realize the, um, you know, the privilege and responsibility uh, that I that we have uh, in this seat uh, on behalf of our fans, our players and coaches, our associates, and our community. I look forward to the challenge. Thank you. So now uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. I will ask you to be very patient with the rookie up here at the podium. Uh, we are broadcasting live on television and on radio. So for the benefit of people listening and watching, if you could raise your hands if you have a question and wait until the microphone comes to you. Um, acknowledge, uh, announce, acknowledge your name, if you will, so everyone knows uh, who is asking the question before we uh, turn it over to the podium. And uh, we'll begin with uh, Jeffrey Flanagan and then Joel Goldberg. Uh, John, welcome. Thank you. Uh, what kind of advice did David Glass give you about operating a small market team, and how much different will your approach be, you think? Than David? Yes. You know, um, I don't know that he's given me a lot of advice. Um, he said I can call him if I if I want some advice, but I, I think he I think he believes that there's a you know there's different ways to do this, and uh, you know and and I I think about the two owners we've had you know I think you and Kaufman bought this team if I'm correct he wasn't a baseball guy right wasn't a base no and he uh, but he was innovative and in uh, in the franchise you know we went to the playoffs what seven years from 76 to 85, pretty impressive in the early days of an expansion franchise. You know, I think David, when he took it over from the, um, the community foundation, or he was actually involved then, I think it, it took a little while, you know, till he, till he found Dayton. Dayton rebuilt the franchise, uh, the farm system, the international business, and I think we, we saw the results of that in 14 and 15. Um, you know, when you think about how would I approach it, I think um, I think we have some pretty interesting models. I I, I will say I learned a lot in uh, my four seasons in Cleveland. You know, they've done a very good job. Uh, I think I think I think they've had seven consecutive winning seasons. Uh, the four seasons we were there, we averaged 94 wins. Um, now, part of that's good fortune. You know, I was there at the right time, but I think. You know, it seems like small market teams need to be smarter. You have to, you have to, you have to uh, evaluate and draft well. You have to develop well. You have to use your resources smartly. You know, I think uh, we're able to do some things in Cleveland, wrapping up some people pre-arbitration or early arbitration and date. You know, this team has certainly done some of that. Uh, and then you got to be willing to, when you have the opportunity. I think you have to. Uh, be willing to you know trade some assets away to be to compete and that so that's that's kind of been my experience if I think about the four seasons in Cleveland you know I got a lot to learn here um, and I think that uh, these guys are pretty optimistic I heard Mike say um, I don't um, what do you say I'm not going to call it a rebuild and I think I think that's probably right in some ways it's it's a transformation um, I got a text from Mike by the way I, I I have great respect for the guys in uniform that cross the line every night, and their job is to put send the other guys home with a loss. and uh, And Mike sent me a text the day of the approval, and he said, "I'm I can't wait to join the fight with you." And I and you know that's a word that I think the guys in uniform use, and I I very much appreciate that. But I don't know if I answered your question, but 
Yeah. Okay. Joel. Mr. Sherman, congratulations Thank to you, you and your family and your group, your investment group. Thank you. Uh, everyone I've talked to that knows you in town, they basically say the same thing. They say he's contributed to this cause, he's helped out with this, and he loves baseball. What is it about Kansas City and baseball that is so special to you? Um, well, I think Kansas City, we, you know, we, um, I've been here for 40 plus years. My wife is a native. Uh, we raised our kids. We uh, built our business and our career here. Uh, and so uh, I, I kind of go back to the, again, it's not just, it's not just Mr. Kaufman. I think there are lots of people in this community. It tends to fight above its weight. If you think about philanthropy, and there's lots of names, Kemper and Hall, and I almost hesitate to start saying them because I'll leave somebody out. But so I think, I don't know if it's in the water, but there's a lot of great examples here. And, uh, and then I think just from a business standpoint, I think when you give back to a community, and the Royals certainly do that as an organization, I think it adds to the fabric and, and all of the all people associated with that. Now, baseball, you know, why do I love baseball? I think, you know, uh, when you were born on April 12th, 1955, everybody, uh, loved baseball. You know, we played it as as kids. My father um, was born and raised in Brooklyn, and even though he was mad that they moved to the West Coast, we had a, we were Dodgers fans when we were young. Uh, I spent uh, part of my uh, adolescence in Washington D.C., so became a Senators fan. And uh, in fact, I don't know if anybody can verify this, but I think I was I saw Frank Howard steal the first and only base of his career, <laughs> and the earth shook. Um, but, um, yeah, and then, and then when we came to Kansas City, um, it was a great time to, uh, get on the bandwagon with the Royals in the mid, mid to late seventies where, I mean, that, one of the uh, things that was so great about that 1980 home run is that I think we lost to the Yankees in what, 76, 77, 78, you know, I was tired of seeing Reggie Jackson and Chris Chambliss, probably not as tired as you were, but, um, and so, so this is this is kind of my adopted home, and uh, so love Kansas City and love baseball. That's probably accurate. Love a few other things too. Don't don't. Uh, I'm a little more interesting than that. <laughs> Todd. Uh, Todd Lebo, Sports Radio 810. Um, one of the things that has been rumbling around for the last several years is the possibility of baseball being downtown, mm -hmm. stadiums, things like that. Um, what are your thoughts about that? And I know there's plenty of time left on this lease, but just what are your thoughts about that possibility of maybe rejuvenating some stuff down there? Uh, the possibility of downtown baseball? Yes. You know, I do, there is, there is a lot of time left on the lease. If you look out the window here, we have a beautiful place to play baseball. In fact, uh, Derek Jeter told me at the owner's meeting the other day that he loved coming here. Um, you know, that said, there's a lot of interest in, in fact, while we were in Arlington, we, uh, we toured the new stadium that uh, the Rangers are constructing right now. There's a lot of real estate development around it. So I think, I think um, there's a lot of thought that baseball, um, it's just more economic opportunity if it's in denser areas where you can have ancillary real estate. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll evaluate that decision or that, those thoughts or those strategies over the next few years, and it'll be driven by you know, what's best for the club, uh, you know, what's best for our fans, and what's best for the community. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. 
Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.